if you're a good friend, then this it's the same as, as what they say about your family. You can't choose your family. Like once you get to a certain point, like you can choose your friends, but your friends should stay your friends. Really? Fuck yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean like, but I mean, I've got, I've traveled all over the world and backpacked all over the world and I'm a pretty happy, friendly person. I make friends relatively easily. You know, I'm not a bad dude. So, so I have hundreds of friends around the world. So I can't, I can't cultivate all those friendships, but your true friends, the stuff that the guys that you've been through the most stuff with... Hello guys, welcome back to Adventure Fit Radio. Um, this show is Tommy interviewing me. Um, so he just thought, Tommy thought it would be something different for him to ask me a few questions, um, business related really. Um, by no stretch am I absolutely killing it in business. However, we are three and a half, four years in and we're not yet a statistic of a failed business. Um, so we passed the first one-year hurdle. A hazard, a guess, we'll pass the five-year hurdle. Um, and there's a lot of things that we're doing poorly, but there's a lot of things that we've done uh, considerably well. So yeah, Tommy Tommy wanted to pick my brain about about business and what got AdventureFit to where it is um, as he's starting his own entrepreneurial journey I suppose so that's what we did hopefully you guys enjoy the show uh, before we get into it we want to talk about our sponsors so our sponsors are True Protein so guys True Protein is a supplement company in Australia and they are absolutely awesome so they provide free shipping for any orders over $99 and you can get 10% off if you use the code ADVF so me and Tommy Although myself personally, I'm not training as hard as I was in the past, but I am still training. And when I want to use supplements and uh, particularly after training, I still use protein all the time. I'll use True Protein. Um, that was before we'd partnered with them. Um, True Protein were the company that we would, you know, we would use for, pro- for um, supplements. I also use their MCT oil in my Bulletproof coffees. Um, they've got tons of cool stuff, guys. Lots of awesome um, health foods in the way of like mug cakes, pancake mixtures, chocolate cake mixtures, um, superfood powders, uh, sleep and recovery supplements, and then they've got all your standard creatines, amino acids, um, pre and post workout, fast release, slow release carbohydrate, you know, proteins, all the good stuff. They've even got vegan friendly protein, so no animals will be harmed with uh, or made to work inordinate hours in uh, in probably shouldn't joke about the animal um, agriculture industry because it's pretty fucked up um, anyway so they do have uh, vegan vegan um, vegan everything so check out trueprotein.com.au use the code ADVF and you will get 10% off we're also brought to you guys by AdventureFit Travel so at the moment guys what we have coming up we have By the time this show is released, Bali and the Gili Islands, Greece, Vietnam, South Africa, Iceland, Mexico, Everest Base Camp, Thailand, and Hawaii on our radar over the next 12 months. They're all on our website. You can check them out there. But um, yeah, basically what we do, guys, is we're an adventure travel company for the fitness community. So we we take people all over the world on fitness adventure holidays. I'll plan the itinerary. I've, uh, I've delegated most everything inside of the business so I can work, you know, on the bigger picture things these days. But one thing that I have not and will not 
delegate is planning of the trip. So how it works is I'll plan a holiday. I'll make it as cool as I possibly can. So Bali, for example, our next trip we have coming up is eight days. We have a day of rafting, a day of diving, a day of um, surfing. We do a, a morning sunrise hike of Mount Batua. Then in and around this awesome adventure itinerary, we'll train. So we'll get our heart rates up four times throughout the trip on, on a regular eight-day trip. We'll do three mindfulness sessions. So there'll be three yogas or two yogas and a meditation. And then we drink beers when it's time to drink beers and we eat burgers when it's time to eat burgers. And uh, we just try and have as much fun as, as humanly possible. So, and we're pretty good at it. We've got, uh, I'm about to head over to Greece. Um, over in Greece, I'll be catching up with one of our clients, uh, Craig McCartney. This will be Craig's fifth trip with us in three and a half years. Um, Kelly Custer's also booked five, been on four. Um, most of our clients have, have been on two or three trips. It's incredible. Our return rate uh, means we're doing something right. So check us out at www.adventurefittravel.com. Use the code radio for 10% off. Also, before we start this podcast, if you would like to support the show, you can do so at www.patreon.com forward slash adventurefit and you can, uh, you can pledge a dollar a month or, uh, or more to, to help us keep growing the show. Anyway, guys, here is the show. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. going to take it from the top top yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> okay i uh, know we're recording yeah yeah we're recording we're not live we're yeah never, we're not live we are recording ne- never been live so <laughs> yeah. so what do you want to call this tommy this is your 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 idea this one is this yep. just the business of adventure fit the business of adventure one? fit yep um bit of bit of background guys bill and i were talking about um a little bit of a different way to approach our shoot the shits as much as we love our shoot the shits and um i wanted to i guess interview my good friend um because i find that um, just as I'm, I'm about a year in now to, to with the mind mate. But um, just as I embark on my entrepreneurial journey, a lot of the things that I'm finding myself meandering my way through is a lot of the stuff that Bill and I used to talk about when we first began this podcast in a similar sort of time frame. So I thought it'd be good to um, thought that'd be um, some good content here, a bit of good value, and um, be good for me to, um, I guess find myself into your head and and yeah, scrotum. fair enough <laughs> fair enough so <laughs> yeah. you have the um you have the very enviable position of um of not treading the treading the way yeah i'm i'm finding how to fuck up yeah i'm making sure i do that three or four times <laughs> over and then i'm trying to find ways to fix it if i can't fix it in the first four or five goes i just give up yeah and then uh and, and i then, just don't even go down yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah that's right it's You're, amazing um, that i can't lose <laughs> yeah it's a big benefit uh i I genuinely feel like it's a big benefit. Everyone's done what I've done before. Millions of people have done it. But I didn't really have anyone in my close circle of friends that had um, done this stuff before. So mm. it's good. Mm. I think uh, it's good for you to 
it's helpful for you. It's good. I like Very helping helpful. you. And because if you don't have to go through the shit that I went through, you know. Well, I think that um, the way the mind mate's been able to, I guess, expand—not that it's expanded drastically, but it's been set up now to a place um, that I'm happy with now to start actually just continuing—is because a lot of the systems that you've actually had to trial and error. You know, yeah. like I mean, I knew straight away Slack works perfectly as an app. You know. WordPress was great for me to jump on because I knew that that's something that you want to eventually find yourself on. Mm. There are all these yeah, like email signatures and shit that we started doing with the podcast and you'd done previously. It, that's been very beneficial for me, you know? Yeah. Um, but um, my biggest, my, my question number one was, did you ever think that Adventure Fit would turn into what it has now? And I guess what you can see in the next couple of years, because, you know, you just wanted to run a trip in 2014 that all your mates can have. A, like, I mean, the first trip, you know, from what I understand, it is very different to the way we run trips now. Mm. But did you ever think it would become what it, what it is? Um, well, depends on when you ask me that question. If you had to ask me that question at the very, very start, I didn't even know I was starting a business. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to start a gym. The gym didn't work out. So I decided that um, I wanted to start a gym and I wanted to take my clients overseas on, on adventure holidays every three months, you know, as, a, as an added option, a added value to the gym and something that I could do with the people that I, you know, I knew that I would become quite close with, all that stuff. So um, that was, you know, and then the gym wasn't working out. So I, so I thought, you know, well, I've got this idea for these trips. I know I can do really, really cool trips. I wonder if the general public will, will you know, pay to come along. Um, effectively, then I, you know, made a logo and a, and a Facebook page and one poster, and we had, I think, 200 Facebook likes, and we, mm. we sold the first trip out, 10, 10 people to New Zealand. Um, so if you had to ask me then, you know, I, I would have said, what do you mean? Like, uh, it's, I, I, wouldn't have, I could never have pictured where we are now, I yeah. suppose, and where we will go. Um, however, if you had have asked me one year in, like, I, I knew pretty quickly that this wasn't a hobby. Yep. Like, it's just, there's not... It's way too much work and stress for it to be a hobby, yep. you know. And I'm I don't have as much stress now, although I I kind of do. It's, but it's better stress, I suppose. Um, stress of like expectation rather than stress of survival to a degree. Although we still go through periods of the survival stress, to be honest. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you had have asked me a year in, um, I would have said yeah for sure. I can imagine it being here. Mm. I would have thought we would have been further ahead. Oh uh, yeah. Well. Yeah, probably. It probably would have been. Although it's different, you know. You you never really figure out what it's going to look like, you know. Mm. As far as like the content creation stuff that we got coming now, like the way the brand looks like that, I couldn't have envisioned because it's yeah. fucking great. I really love it. Um, thought we would have probably sold more tickets, uh, and if we didn't have the content creation side and and all these little side projects that I diverge off onto, we would have sold more tickets if I had have just been trying to sell as many tickets mm. as possible. Um, so yeah, no, I'm not surprised. I always. I always have backed myself in and I've always, you know, the idea was sound or not even sound. I really think adventure is a great idea. Most people do. You know, I, when I first started, people were, you know, this is the greatest idea on the planet. You're whatever. It's, it's amazing, blah, blah, blah. And I you still get that all the time. So, and there's a market for it. Other people are doing similar things. So, if there's a market for it and the idea is sound, then it's just all about me skilling myself up, putting the right people around me. And I've always backed myself in. Like, I'm not book smart, but I'm pretty switched on as, as far as You're an this avid kind of learner. Stuff. So, I feel yeah, like you're very open to learning, learner. which is a good skill. Yeah, I'm definitely, 
I'm an obsessed learner. I think your ability to um, recognize when you don't know something is good as well. Yeah. Like, I think it's something where it's like, fuck, I've got no idea. I have to learn this. As opposed yeah. to like, oh, this will be fine. This will be fine. There's, there's, I've never really sensed a degree of like ignorance with your ability to progress the business and yourself as well, though. Yeah, no, I agree. I, um, I, we, had, um, we had an issue in the past wasn't particularly that long ago when we, we hired um, a, a particular um, particular staff member and we onboarded her absolutely horribly uh, didn't give her any any you you know probably what I'm talking about didn't give her any didn't give her any um, didn't give her any real um, onboarding practice that the contracts were like yeah we'll sign these you know let's just we'll introduce you to the team we'll sign the contracts tomorrow like all this stuff that was just super unprofessional and I, I'm just you know I've got a large team abroad, um, or a team abroad, um, and everyone else that I know is m- are my mates, yeah. you know. And I've never been as professional as I should have been. Now, you know, now that we're hiring people externally, we're putting job applications out there and so forth, and dealing with people that don't know us who aren't matesy. Like you just can't operate like that. So yep. when this happened, I reached out after I was really shocked that. So the person obviously wanted to leave. They're like, "Nah, this is a shit show. I'm not into this." And I that was probably the biggest kick in the guts, maybe like. That's not financial, maybe ever, you know, because I, I don't often fuck things up really badly, and in my personal opinion, I, I fucked that up really, really badly. So, um, and it wasn't, a, it's not a financial fuck up. Wasn't you know, like we've had huge financial fuck ups from little mistakes, you know, because it's just the scale of the business. But um, yeah, so, but as soon as it was all the dust settled, a day later, we had a conversation. At, we had a conversation when it went down. I picked, uh, I picked, um, I picked this the girl's brain I won't mention her name but picked the girl's brain over and over about you know why and what and how and everything that we didn't give her we had I just rushed it you know I just I just didn't just didn't do it correctly yep. the onboarding and hiring process so I was like the next day I was like thank you so much e- emailed her out thank you so much I'm so sorry about what happened um, you don't know what you don't know until you know yep. and now I know and I appreciate you telling me because a lot of people wouldn't. Yeah. A lot of people would have either stuck with a job and and sucked it up or a lot of people would have um, would have, you know, just bailed and maybe not been so open and, and you know, helped me explain things. So yeah. help explain things to me. So now, like I went straight to Jane, one of my um one of my, my buddies and I was like, she's in HR and she travels all around the world for this big company. She's she's really good at what she does. I'm like, Jane, right. Jane Jane. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, right, Jane, I fucked this up. I, I need help. What do I do? Um, you know, contracts, onboarding, like just basically new stuff. Like, how do you do it? And she's given me all these resources. I've spent a lot of time figuring it out myself. And now, like, I showed Jane all the stuff that we offer to, like, like just it's just boring contractual stuff. But I showed it all to Jane, and she's like, "Oh, this is this is way better than anything we've ever done." Mm. Like, it's just it looks like it's just if I if I if something isn't right, I find a way to fix it, and I find a way to excel at it. You know, but you know, it's not everything, but that's what I try to do. Would you have taken on this venture if you had have known what it actually consists of when you first started? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would have. I would have. But I've seen, I've seen the ups and downs very closely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, maybe not. I don't know. It's pretty hard. If you if you were to say to me, "All right, here's a scenario, man. You're gonna pour." Hundreds of thousands of dollars, or maybe a hundred, hundred plus, hundred thousand dollars plus into a business that's not going to bring you any money for the longest of time in the in the setup period. Mm. It's going to cost you a relationship. You're going to go to two two separate stages of seeing a psychologist. 
you're going to be you're going to lose tons of friendships. You're going to lose confidence in yourself for a big big portion of time. You're going to get desexed. Yeah, you're going to get desexed. Um, <laughs> you know, you're going to. Um, well, now, yeah. one of those wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I think you you may be you may be crazy to to say yes to that. You know, so maybe I wouldn't have. Maybe I would have been like, nah, I'm cool, man. But what if I said to you as well, hey, man, this is what's going to happen with all you, but it's going to change people's lives on the trips. Yeah, well, that's the that's the risk. And that's something that I've seen firsthand as well. That's the that's the um, that's the gamble you take with business, isn't it? Really, like everybody's everybody's out there to do something better, you know, to do something good for the for the world for the most part, to do whatever they do, whatever they're passionate about, whatever their craft is, they want to do it. To the best of their ability. There's mm. not many people out there that go out and they're like, right, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a roof plumber. You know, I, used to, I used to be a roof plumber. I'm a roof plumber. But what I'm going to do is I'm just going to slap roofs on. I don't give a fuck how they look. I, mm. want just, I just want money, quick in and out. I don't want any quality of work. Like, I don't, I don't care about making the client happy. Like, no one really goes into business for that. See, I know? disagree. Like, I actually feel that some people do. Some, I, I genuinely believe that some people go into business and become entrepreneurial with the, with the, the goal of making a fuck ton of money. And some of those people are successful in terms because they achieve their goal and they make a lot of money. But in terms of like a why, in terms of like the reason why a business becomes so successful and creates a tribe, they lose that touch. Yeah, I mean, I think going into any business with money as the main driving force, you're probably not going to succeed. Money's a byproduct. Of course. You know? Money's a byproduct of, of being good at whatever you do. Of the so, value. So, I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people go in with money as maybe their, their objective, but people hopefully would be smart enough that yeah. you know the product always comes first or the service always comes first if you if you fuck that up i mean you can there's a lot of people out there that are just really good salesmen that sell shit and make money yeah. but you know they're probably not happy with themselves and they're probably not going to last all that long and mm. you know so yeah look it's it's just a risk like it's still a risk for me right now every everyone everyone that sees adventure from the outside it's like oh my god adventure it's absolutely killing it you guys are this that and the other whatever Anyone that sees the inside of AdventureFit, they know that it's it's not all facade, but it's partly facade mm. still to this day. You know, we look very successful. We're still figuring it out. So there's still there's still a a, a healthy chance that AdventureFit may somehow be taken down by by something. You know, so mm. so it's still a bit of a risk that, that you run, but you obviously weigh up all all the alternatives. You weigh up um, you know what you have to go through. Obviously, you never know exactly what that's going to be, but you, you know that it's not going to be easy. So you weigh up those factors and you're like, right. Like I, I got to the point, I got to the point maybe two years in where I was like, okay, cool. I'm $20,000 off being able to run this trip and this trip runs in two weeks. Like, and parents, par- ask money, parents, uh, parents for money, no, credit cards maxed, had a loan from PayPal even, um, no other family members that could give me money. I'm like, right. How the fuck am I going to do this? And probably the most... But I've had heaps of those periods and this was probably the worst one. That's why I bring it up. But I was like, right. And then I, I don't know what I did to, to, to pull it out. I think what I may have done was I think I released like three trips. I rushed the shit out of releasing three trips, announced them, sold them, got a couple of deposits in. All right, guys, um, just so you know, we're doing um, 10%. We, we offer 10% discounts if you pay up front. We didn't ever do that. That's just, I just made that up. Uh, if you guys want to put, so we got like, you know, there's about 10 grand we made there from a few sales. Creatively, I don't know how I did it, but I creatively pulled money together from everywhere. You know, yep. I, I've done that 10, I don't have to do that anymore, but I've done that 
10 times. You yeah. know? I've gotten two weeks out from the trip and I'm still 20 grand in the hole with mm. nowhere to find it. Mm. You know, like, and I remember after the Philippines trip, it was about, um, it was right when I was breaking up with Jill, right when I was like, the, my mental health was the worst. And this was all correlating toward, uh, you know, with what was going on financially with the business and the stress that I was under and stuff. But when I got past that period, that was like when we were coming into Bali or around that Mexico-Bali time and I was like, like, like 18 months ago now. Yeah. And I was like, I don't really want to do this anymore, you know? Like, it's, it was so stressful. I was like, I just, I just want a nine-to-five job. I don't want... Life's not meant to be this stressful. So, it's all about what you can endure too, you know? Like, do you, do you say... Would you say that that moment um, talking in that hotel on Gilly Island was the lowest point of adventure fit? Um, uh, For you, personally? Nah, it was up there for sure. There's been a few of them. Yeah, I had a conversation with my brother in um, in the US, which was a which was a bad one. The US trip, we had these China, a group of Chinese, a private trip from China that we ran uh, over to the US. Yep. And um, oh, that might have been the most crippling anxiety I've ever had. That was that was right up there. Um, and same thing again. Like, didn't know like where you know. Even like, I've had t- periods where. I've been like, where am I going to find money to finish this trip? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, start the trip. In seven days, I need to come up with money. Mm. Like, that's fucking crazy what I've, what I've been through. And nobody knows, really. Like, it looks, you know, it looks like it's been all smooth sailing. But it's not. Business is not. We're no. not in that position anymore, you know. We're not. In it, and it's good. And I don't think we ever will be. But, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I've definitely been through some, some tough times. And I, I've said this before uh, a bunch of times. And I don't want to sound like a hero, but... To my own detriment or to my own benefit, I'm not really sure how you look at it. Benefit, I suppose, because I'm maybe succeeding. Um, I'm. I think 95% of people would have chucked in the towel. I genuinely 100% believe that. Yeah. You know. So, I think um, similar to what Tony Doherty said, like, you just got to outlast people. Like, mm. you got to outlast people, and you got to, you got to be willing to go through hell. I mean, not everyone though. You know, not everyone. A lot of people start a business in a year and they're going well, you know. But what we're selling is a high-ticket item that's a luxury item. Yeah. So the model the f- is, it's tough. Yeah, it's the hardest thing to sell. And I, I, I think I've explained this to you the other day, but it was the first time I had it explained to me that was quite clear as to the difficulty we're under trying to sell what we sell. And hopefully I haven't explained this on the podcast before, but if you look at a quadrant, right, like four, you look at a crossroad like this, four, four, um, four parts on a, on a page, for example... On the left hand, think of uh, left hand bottom uh, bottom quarter. That's stuff that you need. That's that's cheap. You know, toothpaste, toilet paper, stuff that's like I have to buy that because it's just how we function. You know. Yeah. You're gonna buy that shit. Yeah. Top left is stuff that you need that is super expensive. So you get in a car accident, someone's suing you or whatever, you, you're gonna get a lawyer. Yeah. You got cancer, you're gonna you're gonna Insurance. pay for it, pay for a doctor. Your teeth fall out, you're gonna go to a dentist. Insurances, all that kind of stuff. Penis cream. Yeah, penis cream. Yeah, penis enlargement cream. That's right. Yeah. Penis enlargement cream. Um, yep. so, penis reduction cream. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you can get pills for that. Actually. Yeah. Right. No, okay. It's not cream, I'm still on yeah. the cream. Oh yeah. yeah. For the I'll enlargement. Use the cream back in the door. Yeah, it's yeah, all working today. Yeah. 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 <laughs> keep keep going, mate. I'll it'll keep work. going. It'll work one day. Yep. Are you using the um the butter the 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 whipped cream or no? I'm using the. Pain forty six. Pain forty six. Yeah. No, you on pain forty six? Nah, I've been on uh, pain pain thirty seven. Oh, premium. Yeah, yeah, premium pain forty seven. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, has that got xanthan gum in it? So, so, um, so, 
<laughs> yeah, going back to these quadrants of like things that get sold, right? So if the left hand side is your xanthan xanthan gum, uh, xanthan gum <laughs> and your penis penis thirty seven. Yeah. Um, so on the left, on the right hand side, down the bottom is stuff that you don't need that's cheap. You know, and that's like a night out at the movies, mm. bag of Doritos and dip. You know. Uh, on a Friday night, um, you know, catch up with your mates and go on rock climbing. Oh, catch cool up with your mates. Twenty bucks to catch up with your mates. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> let alone catch up buying with your mates a beer. And go on rock climbing, you <laughs> That's um, Catch up with your mates. mates Forty bucks. Mates. Hey, mate, want to catch up on the weekend? Yeah, that'll be twenty bucks, though, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. lot of ticket item. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, look, I'm not that in here, but yeah. if you want to be mates, twenty yeah. bucks. Xanth them come. <laughs> yeah, uh, bring the xanth. But um, so, so they're the things that are harder to sell. So this is like easiest to hardest, you yeah. know. Stuff that you don't need that's, that's, that's cheap. Stuff that you need that's cheap. Stuff that you need that's expensive. Stuff yeah. that you don't need. And then the hardest thing to sell is stuff that you don't need that's super expensive. And that's yeah. like gym memberships, new cars, travel. Yeah. Travel's like even more than new... Travel's nearly the hardest. I can't think of anything else apart from travel. No. In terms of the correlation between degree of necessity and price. Yeah, that's right. So the first thing to go... In, in a recession or a downturn or whatever is holidays like people holidays and, and fancy you know fancy expenses the travel industry yeah it's just yeah pretty much so um, yeah so what we're selling is is difficult so it doesn't always have to be like that you know it doesn't I'm not saying that that's that's um, and across the board it's, it's, it's that hard but yeah. For us, it's it's difficult you know before before you start to diversify your revenue streams and things and stuff as well but yeah I mean but. At the end of the day, like, you can think about it all that way. You can think about, like, the value. I mean, every trip that I've led and, you know, been a part of, like, I mean, it's as it's shit to say this, but I've literally become desensitized to the words, <laughs> change my life. Yeah. Like, I've almost desensitized. I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, that's not a surprise. Yeah, you're like, uh, duh. Like, obviously, you <laughs> fucking idiot. <Yeah. laughs> but, like, it does. It does. Yeah. You've seen the other side of the world. The amount, every, I reckon every single client that I've... Um, you know, been been a part of for trips has been like, oh, you know, I did this on a whim or like I was just stuck in my own ways back then. I mean, like travel travel is one of the greatest ways to actively meditate because it takes you outside of your comfort zone, mm. you know, and that's great. It's the best reason to. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I else you got love for, it. What else you got for me, bro? Well, I've got, <laughs> you're, the inter- you're the interviewer. Do you know Come what on. I love is like <laughs> as soon as like the, the the conversation starts to die down, you go. So, so uh, I mean, look. So <clears throat> that's like that. That's like your time to just digress. So <clears throat> because the way I <clears throat> see, uh, guys, if you're listening to this show on audio form only, I strongly recommend you move to this time now. I'm doing a, an impersonation of Bill right now. So it's <clears throat> so so the way I see it. <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah, good. Right. Okay, so well, so what's one of been what's been one of the heights? Of uh, of the uh, entrepreneurial journey, um, one of the highs. Uh, what about the podcast, mate? What What were your thoughts on starting the podcast? Did you ever think it'd be like this? Like, um, what were your, you know, um, what made you get into that one? Um, well, I'm always just trying to figure out what's gonna what's gonna build the business. You know what's going to build the business? What can we implement? What can we actually do that's going to that's going to work in in um in building adventure? You know, so I'd um I'd listen to podcasts for a fair while. Um, I'd you know I was a huge fan of podcasts. I'd heard them talked about as an easy form of of uh, media. I'd heard about them talked about as you know the future of audio, which I still you know believe they are definitely. Um, so 
I was like, oh, yeah. I had this like little inkling, a little seed in my head that I maybe we'll do a podcast at one point. And it had just been kind of ruminating there for a couple of months. And then I went to this um, entrepreneurial day where they have all speakers and so on and so forth. And then they did a presentation on podcasting and how easy it is, what it does for your business, how much it can benefit you and stuff. And then I was like, all right, cool. I'm just going to start a podcast. So um, I normally, yeah, jump in the deep end and learn how to swim. You know, yeah. that's how I've done everything. Um, and hasn't hasn't faulted me too much, really. Uh, so... Uh, having said that, like I do a lot of research, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, nothing is too, nothing's really too daunting. So, so, um, yeah, so I was like, okay, well, in that case, I'm just going to, I'm going to go and I'm going to start a podcast. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't really know where it would, where it would go. Um, I didn't think I'd be, I'd probably enjoy it as much as what I do. You know, I, I, you know, was always a little hesitant towards it. It's like me in front of a camera now. Like, I hate being in front of a camera, you know? Like, very, mm. very early days, get being in front of a microphone. I'm sure being in front of a camera, I'll, I'll learn to, you know, come to come to terms with. But, yeah, getting in front of a microphone was never super comfortable. But um, but now, yeah, I, I mean, I love it. So, um, um, yeah, I just, I'm just always trying to add value to the people that, that follow us and, and, you know, find ways that we can gain exposure and, mm. and, and build the business. And the podcast was, you know, that's what the podcast was, I suppose. It was interesting how we very rapidly kind of felt that, you know, fitness, the, you know, that, that category of fitness, we, deal st- we still do explore fitnessy people and stuff, but it was much more, I think, I think on a personal note, the, the value I was getting out of um, talking to people outside the realm that I found myself being an expertise in was just amazing. And that's, mm. I think you can agree that was something that we both wanted to start. I remember one night um, we called each other up talking businessy for something. And then we spent the next hour and a half talking about like Graham Hancock and like all these fucking insane things. Like, yeah, man, I've been reading this. And I'm like, yeah, well, I've been reading this. And you're like, oh my God, that's amazing. I've been reading this. Yeah. And then we just started joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, no, that's been the funny thing with the podcast is like we haven't had too much congruency with like our messaging in the last couple of years. That's why we're trying to do a bit of work behind the scenes now um, to kind of tie that all in. And, and, and the way that we've kind of tied it in, I suppose, for the time being is you know, adventure it going forward. And this will, this is one thing that won't change. You know, we'll be always founded on um, travel, exercise, mindfulness and conversation. And I was just always like, how can we, how can we make it that the conversations we have are just part of what we do? And then, mm. I mean, but there are no rules to this. No. You know, like who's, who's to say that, you know, Red Bull have any, you know, uh, Red Bull sent a guy into space to skydive from the, out of the solar system. Yeah. Like they're an energy, they're, they're, they're a fizzy, they're a garana, yeah. they're an energy. Yeah. Like who's to, say that drink. Yeah, who's to say that they're, that they're, you know, they're within their rights to go and do that. But Yeah, businesses but, evolve. Yeah, so there's, there's really is no rules. But but there was always like, you know, fitness, travel and adventure we could link into to the podcast. But yeah, we, we shipped that off pretty early. Not pretty early, about a year in. As the main focus of the podcast, I suppose. Definitely. To, um, to telling interesting and, and, and uh, inspirational and important stories. So, mm. And I'm just, I'm just really passionate about that. So I think that's definitely going to be one of our pillars going forward. I mean, it's not going to be one of our, you know, de- depending on how we go with our events that we, we're planning to do um, in the future. But it depends, you know, if it becomes a, a real revenue driving part of our business or it's just something that we, we, we like to promote and we try and, you know, explore different ideas. In, in the way of the podcast and the stories that we tell through our media, I suppose. I think for me, it's it's definitely like in terms of, um, you know, being a staffer of Adventure Fit, like, um, 
you know, I help run the trips, um, run the trips, um, do some back-end work, not a whole lot. I'll, you know, reach out to a couple of guests, do a little bits and bobs here and there. But, you know, talking on the show has never and will never feel like a job. You know, mm. talking with one of your best mates all the time, speaking to amazing people and learning, you know. It's been, I think that's, I think that's the winning ticket when you can find something that, the business, the business, business, <laughs> the mm. business, the business actually like helps you evolve as well. Yeah. You know, I think it's cool to be like, oh, you, you know, oh, well, I'd love to start an adventure fit company or an adventure travel company. But then you start to grow as a person because of the things you have to learn and then the things you actually find that help you develop as well. You know? Mm. Yeah, it's good. So then this leads to my next question, Bill. Mm-hmm. How has it shaped? You said before that you lost a lot of friendships. How many new friends do you feel that it's grown? Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I. I probably. I probably lost friendships that I. Probably couldn't maintain anyway. You know, like, I don't. I don't feel super horrible about the the friendships that I've lost. Like, they're not. They're not friendships that I've lost. They're just like connections, I suppose. Like, I'm not. I'm not connecting with the friends that I have. You know, I, the, the most of the people that I. That I'm referring to, like, I'll love. <laughs> yeah, specifics. I'll uh, Tom Hearn. Peter's um, thirty-seven. <laughs> yeah, um, Xantham Gum. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll just uh, I'll probably always love all my friends, and and they'll probably always love me. But there's just there's just time, you know. There's limited time that I have in in my life these days, and and there's time that I allocate to certain things, and there's times that time that I allocate to certain friends, and some people I just I can't I can't squeeze them in, which really sucks, you know. Does um, it that's though? Like, 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 yeah, I think it does. You like, are the average dot dot dot. Think of it based on that context. But, but fuck that as well. Fuck that. You are the average of the five people that. I mean, nah. I shouldn't say that because I do. I do believe in that. I believe you know you, you do want to. You do want to surround yourself with people that make you better. But your friends are your friends. Like I've got so many mates who are just total absolute knuckleheads that I go. When I catch up with them, I go and I get way drunker than I should have got. I smoke cigarettes, which I don't normally do, but I, I'll smoke fucking 10 cigarettes in a night. I'll, we'll talk about bullshit and garbage and whatever. But they're my friends, man. You can't... It's like, it's like your family. Like, if you're a good friend, then this, it's the same as, as what they say about your family. You can't choose your family. Like, once you get to a certain point, like, you can choose your friends, but your friends should stay your friends. Really? Fuck yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, like... But, I mean, I've got... I've traveled all over the world and backpacked all over the world and I'm a pretty happy, friendly person. I make friends relatively easily. You know, I'm not a bad dude. So, so I have hundreds of friends around the world. So I can't, I can't cultivate all those friendships. But your true friends, the stuff that the guys that you've been through the most stuff with, like I've got mates that are... I've got a mate, DMAC, who he's basically... He's totally off the rails. He's, got, he's been... Homeless, like a wanderer, living on the streets for ten years. You know, like I can't, I can't find him. If I try to find DMAC right now, I'd call his mum. I wouldn't be able to find. It'd take me a month to find him. You know, um, I caught up with him at my mate Tommy's wedding about eighteen months ago, and he smokes weed all day, every day. Like, to, like totally like hippie, like gone fully rogue and, and whatever. We were like this. We were inseparable for three days. You know, I'm going up to Cairns. I know that he's, he's, he sleeps in like refuges and, and whatever. He has been homeless, homeless for, for a big period of time. It went off the rails with drugs, whatever. I'm going up to Cairns. I'm going to find DMAC and I'm going to spend, I'm going to fucking spend time with him, hang out with him because he's my friend. He's like my true friend. And 
there's people nowadays, like if you come to me and you're an idiot or you're a dickhead or, or there's things that I don't value in your personality, your setup, then you're not getting anywhere near my circle of friends. Like you have the cho- you have the choice to choose which bre- friends you bring on. You don't Definitely. have the choice. You don't have the choice to choose who your friends are. You know See, what I mean? I disagree. Like I, I would happily. It doesn't mean I don't. I don't look at the concept of you are the average. You know, yada yada yada. I don't consider that like oh, you have to fuck everyone off who's not making you a better person. But I, I definitely feel this is what you're doing as well. But I definitely feel like it's 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 take it's good to consider. You know, I mean, do I need a um, hang out with him every week or can I just see him once every couple of months or you know like do I have to you know like you don't necessarily have to cut off completely but you have to recognize what's making you where the positive energy is and where the negative energy is you know yeah for sure but I mean I I just I use that you are the some of the five people that you do that you that you um that you spend the most time with I use that in the business in a business sense and I use that for new friends I don't I don't use that for my friends friends you know like I there's, there's people, it's just, if you're in my 10 closest friends, favorite friends, like in my life right now, you can start jacking up heroin as much as you like. You'll be oh, a yeah, of course. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll, or, or, or you, I don't, that's not, I don't get the choice of, of you know, yeah, no, I, the, I know what you're saying, but those friends to me will, will always, you know, I'll need to make time for them because they're my true friends and that's just... I don't know. What's yeah. the best thing you've learnt or the most valuable thing you've learnt um, about starting a business, from starting a business? Um, the most valuable thing I've learnt from starting a business. Uh, well, I've learnt a lot of valuable things. I don't know whether, you know, whether to talk from a personal point of view or from a business yeah, point of view. there. Start um, personal. Well, personal point of view, I, I've, I've learnt... And, you know, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but, you know, because we always talk about this kind of stuff on the podcast, but I've learned how important it is to make sure that you you look after yourself, you know. Mm. You know, you look after yourself first and foremost. So my brother, just the other day, he was, uh, he called me up and he was super, super stressed. He wanted to pull out of a couple of these things that he's got going on that are really going to be beneficial to him in the future and, you know, work-wise, business-wise and just life-wise in general. He had too much on. He's just done his uh, he's done his knee playing football. Um, he's got like a broken bone up the top underneath the kneecap. Yep. Um, it's not a load bearing bone. Um, Surge? No. He's just got to be like he's he's out for like ten weeks. He's he can't do too much for about yep. ten weeks. Um, anyway, so so that hit him and, and and he's been really interrupted with getting his body up and going again to, to play football again. And but basically he's just got too much going on in his life and and whatever. And he called me up and he was super. Stressed, really. He was just super stressed and, and, and really not having a great time in life. You know, not, not, not terrible. He wasn't doing too badly, but he also wasn't, wasn't doing too great either. He was really struggling. So um, he called me up and we just had a chat. We talked for about an hour, hour and a half or something. And we just talked about life and, and, and what he wants to do and what's important to him right now. And the things that he was missing was time for himself and time for his, time for his partner. And Emma, who's like my sister and is my sister. And... Basically, so your brother's banging your sister. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Her family, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're from Tar- we're from Targaryen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what happened? Um, Mr. and Mrs. Drogo. Yeah, yeah. So, so what happened was, um, I talked to Jack, and I, I, the thing that I recommended, which was because, you know, he had to get rid of some stuff so he could make time for Emma, and and um, 
similar to what you and Shibi had to do with Sundays, you know, you yeah. Sundays is your day kind of thing. Like it had to, he has to make time for it, for that. And but the only thing that I recommended to him that I could really help him with was, I mean, I'm really really big on the Mornington route. Mornington, uh, the morning routine the morning thing. Yeah, yeah. The morning, <laughs> the morning routine thing, you know, because I feel like you have to get some sort of time to look after yourself. When Definitely. you're starting a business in the first couple of years, you will go through absolutely hell. Yep. And if you're not looking after yourself and doing the things that you need for yourself to make yourself happy, then the people around you, the decisions you make, the, 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 the contacts you gain, they're all going to falter because yep. you're, not, you're not happy yourself. So, so what I said to Jack was, you know, that... What, what I do is I prioritize myself in the morning, you know, because if you get up and, yeah, if you get up and you win the morning, then you've, you've, you've broke even for the day or you've won the day. Because if you have a shit day, you know, depending on how shit, but if you have a shit day, then you've probably had, a, like the rest of the day, you've probably had a neutral, you know, overall because mm-hmm. you've won the morning. If you have a great day and everything goes well, you've had a fucking fantastic day. You've done it. day. Yeah, because... because you know, in the morning, you know, I'll get up and I'll meditate and I'll write my gratitude journal and I'll spend time with my dog and I'll read. If I get up at 6 a.m., I'll read as well. I'll, I'll, I'll read I'll, from time to time do, you know, 10 minutes of burpees or something in my room. And then I've won that part of the day and I've, and I've looked after myself. The other things I need to do for me, yep. the only other thing that I need to do in the weeks is I need to make time for lightheartedness, catching up with buddies, going to the comedy festival, going to dinner with a mate, coffee with a mate, whatever. Yep. Just little things like that. Definitely. People around me. Um, I feel like I've learnt, you know, how much I rely on others for my, um, for my happiness, and how much I have to look after myself for my, for the sake of my happiness too, and and that's very important in business, you know. I think you can't do it alone. Yeah, I think um, one of the great things about embarking on that entrepreneurial journey is that it, um, it like, so many um, grounded situations in your life get taken away because all of a sudden, especially if you're something, if you're, uh, you know. I guess like myself and you and I, we can get a bit of pol- impulsive and you can throw, like you said, you know, you throw yourself in the deep end and then you learn how to swim. You And you're passionate about something. You naturally throw yourself in everything. So your money goes down the drain, your time goes down the drain. And then because of that, money and time, well, fuck, like you're scurrying around trying to do all these things at once. So you learn very quickly. You go, I, th- I feel like it's almost inevitable to go through a period like, like Jack's going through where it's just like, fuck, like... I'm fucked. What am? What have I just done? And then you have to start to, I guess, rewind and look at what you really value in life, and then prioritize that. So you've developed a system that works for you now. Like I don't, I guess, objectively have a morning routine. I get up about five thirty every morning. Um, at some point of the day, I know I will meditate, and my training's pretty good now. But you, like you say, you can't. You have to win the day in the morning for you because mm. it works well for you. But mm. I guess, I mean from what I take away from that, it feels like you've become more self-aware. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I could probably get by pretty all right if I was working for someone else without any morning routine or looking after myself. Yeah. You know, but you're under so much stress. You're so time poor and, and starting a business, you know, I don't always hope to be that way, but, uh, but starting a business you are. And so for me, it's, it's been super important to, to give myself, you know, time for myself and to do the things that, that make me happier really. And then, I mean, things I've learned in business, I mean, business, business, not, not person, uh, personal stuff related to business. I mean, I've learned a million different things, but I mean, the thing that I've learned the most, again, relates to people and just like, I think, I think in business, like you have to, you have to surround yourself with people that are, that are smarter than you, lean on people that are, that are experts that are in your circle, you mm. know, because you can't do it on your own. Like, I, I, I 
very early on started to try and you know have coffee with a mate who was in marketing, um, talk to talk to people I knew that were in sales, um, talk to people that I knew that that you know were great with this, that, mm. the other, and and try and you know feed off them, Definitely. learn learn Pick from them, brains. and you, yeah, use use them and uh, as much as you can because um, again, like you'll never get anywhere doing it doing it no. on your own. So surrounding you uh, surrounding yourself with uh, with good people, and then one of the things that I think has been most I suppose powerful and important for me is having a mentor. Mm. You know, I've never ever been able to to do much good without a mentor. Luckily, mm. luckily, very early on, I you know I was approached by um, by Paul Paul Harmeister, uh, Paul to to be you know a bit of a bit of a guiding hand, and Paul's done everything that you could ever want to achieve in, mm. in the world. Really, mm. um, so successful that guy, and so grand, such a good guy. You know. Mm. Um, so to have him to lean on, and then and then paid mentors, you know, like you know, I've had I've had good paid mentors, Ariane and 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 Drew and I have a bit of a bit of a relationship similar to that. Um, and you know, you have to surround yourself with with good people. I feel like when you I've do. got a good mentor, when I have someone that I know believes in me, then everything else becomes easier because yeah. I don't have to I don't have to second guess myself and no. you know. Um, but you know, having a mentor doesn't always have to be a, a paid thing. You know, reach mm. out to somebody that's that's head and shoulders above where you know where you are in a similar field and they might yeah. want to help like I've got I'm lucky enough now to have Daryl Wade who uh, obviously came on the show with us about uh, would it be probably 50 episodes ago now whenever it was um, so Daryl Daryl's one of the leading guys travel wide in the world mm. like I don't know the travel industry that well mm. but from what I know of the travel industry if I was to pick a mentor he's killing it I would pick Daryl yeah number one in the world yeah you know what I mean what about the um, flight centre guy um, you know how he wears that hat? Yeah, yeah. Is he, is he the owner? Yeah. The is hat he the owner guy. of that guy? Yeah. Really? No, yeah. I've got no idea. <laughs> yeah. He's the hat guy. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if I, if I had to choose somebody, um, if I had to choose somebody, then, you know, I'd, mm. I'd probably choose Daryl. The, mm. the, the, the scary thing for me and Daryl, with me for Daryl, is like, I don't know what I can provide for him. You know, like these these relationships, a lot of the time, like, you know, you've got to try and, you know, give something back. And, yeah. But... You but know, he also may not care about that. No, like, that's he's been right. doing this for so long that he's right. like he probably he probably would see a lot of him and you, you know, starting yeah. out. I yeah. mean I mean, I remember that show very well, you know. Yeah, yeah. He definitely does see a lot of himself in, in me. So we Same penis cream. When when I um when I when I went to early days I had a little bit of a mentor, Rob McNaught. He it wasn't really a mentor, he just he, he got on the phone with me a few times. He sold his company to Daryl for twenty million bucks. Um Peregrine Adventure Tours. They're still kicking around today. They're part of the Intrepid Group that Daryl obviously owns. Um, anyway, Rob, um, Rob's the guy. I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I told you about it. Rob's the guy that I asked for. for I had two conversations with him. Um, final conversation. If you could give me one bit of advice, what would that be? His advice was, "Don't start." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, yeah, cool." No, don't. I'm serious. Yeah. Don't fucking start this. Thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, mate, I'm telling you. See you, Bob. Anyway, so I was talking. To, I was talking to Daryl and. Um, and we we're like just shooting the shit. I'm like, oh, you know Rob McNaught, don't you? You, you own Peregrine. He's like, oh, Rob, the grumpy old bastard. And I said, Rob, he's a grumpy old bastard. I said, Daryl, how's what he said to me, right? And I told him that exact story. You know, spoke to him. What's the one piece of advice? Don't start. And Daryl was like, what? That's what he said to me. Yeah. So because because da- Rob Rob must be older because Daryl's about fifty. Rob must be like in 97. his 70s. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's a he's a, another level above again. He knew the Wright brothers. And Daryl Daryl went to um Daryl went to Rob for advice and to talk to him about stuff when he was starting out. 
How's that? That's insane. It comes full circle. Yeah. And then Rob said the exact same thing to Daryl, like 30 years earlier. That's insane. Yeah, so it was classic. Yeah, so we had cool. a real good laugh about that. But, but yeah, so, I mean, um, yeah, having a mentor has always been super... Um, no one knows Rob. Uh, <laughs> That's a bit harsh, <laughs> yeah, eh? Yeah, yeah come that, Rob. No, yeah, but, um, end up coming on each other's circle. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Do any listener that actually heard that one? I no. really hope not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rewind that if you didn't hear yeah, that one, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I, I'm embarrassed about that. <laughs> that's horrendous yeah. thing to say, actually. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I really apologize. Yeah, that was a bad one. That was a good one, though. Yeah. It, was, it was so bad, it was good. Yeah. I liked it. Um, I liked it. But, um, yeah, so, you know, that's been a big learning for me, I suppose. Mm. Getting, mm. getting good people around you. Getting the help. Bill? Thank you, mate. Yeah, no worries. Good sesh. No worries. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it All a lot. All right, cool. Well, that's it then. Plenty of time to spare. <laughs> See, you and, later. Uh, See you later, guys. Yeah, that's a wrap. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you would like to support the show, you can do so at Patreon. So head to www.patreon.com forward slash adventurefit. And you can find uh, you can find a place there to donate as little as one dollar per month to the show, and that will help um, AdventureFit's media exploits grow into the future and us keep this thing um, rocketing along. So, uh, also, if you want anything from the show notes, head to www.adventurefittravel.com forward slash radio, and don't forget to check out our sponsors, TrueProtein.com.au. Use the code ADVF for ten percent off and www.adventurefittravel.com for any and all of our trips. 10% off there using the code RADIO. See you next week.